And welcome back to Street Smart Sports Podcast. Uh, it has been too long. It has been way too long, y'all. I, I, I am so glad that we're back. We took a little sabbatical uh, because there was absolutely no content <laughs> to talk about. But now there is. So here we are ready to deliver. We went from the dry, barren desert to this oasis of content just pouring out of Oozing. The rocks oozing out of the ground this week. <laughs> and also, for all y'all listening, it is currently 10, 11 p.m. Central Time. So this is an after dark this podcast. This is an after dark podcast. Not an explicit podcast, but, but definitely after an dark. after dark podcast. So you have to bear with us on some stuff. <laughs> we just got done watching the Packers and Bears game. Good Lord. I'm pretty sure my football IQ... It wasn't high to begin with, but I'm pretty sure it <laughs> dropped a good 30 points. It might be negative at this point. You know, I hyped this game up so much. I was telling everyone, I was like, dude, this is going to be the this is the best Thursday night game to happen. And God, what a disappointment. <laughs> what a freaking disappointment this game was. I've never wanted a football game to end more it's, quickly than I wanted this one to end. This dragged. This was a dragging game. It just... Nobody could move the, the clock was stopping after every snap it felt like. Yes, and nothing no one could get anything going. If you like defense then maybe, but it wasn't really even that the defense was making good plays, it was more of that the offense just couldn't do anything at all. Like I I could not understand and uh it was tough. It is a tough watch. It was, um, it was a tough watch. Let me tell you, the Bears' <laughs> offense is in for a wild ride this year. <laughs> I I was talking to Zach before the Packers-Bears game started, and I said if the Bears could at least score 21 points a game, yeah, I remember that. They I saying that. would have a great chance to win 10 or more games this year. And now I question if they can score more than – can they score seven points? Can they score a touchdown? <laughs> is that possible? Matt Nagy, is that possible? How in the world are you from the Andy Reid coaching tree, yet your offense looks like it was drawn up for a four-year-old and under flag football league? Yeah. I'm seeing the same three plays just run over and over again. Literally. Oh, 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 this makes it even better. I'm currently watching... Five quarterbacks Kurt Warner thinks will make the leap this year from NFL Network. Mitch Trubisky is number three on the underrated quarterback list. Are we sure? Are we certain about that? Do we really want to? Do we really want to go on record and say that that's a that's a thing? Listen, I was telling Ross this when we were watching the game. I was like, "What does Mitch Trubisky bring to the table?" In terms of like his value and like what is what is he good at? What does Mitch Trubisky good at like I see just a literally just an average quarterback like the man can't run he can't throw a deep ball he can barely complete medium to short range passes and it was evident today like the Packers defense yeah they're an NFL defense okay they'll probably be top top half in terms of the better defenses in the league but good lord I mean some of the things I was watching from Mitch Trubisky, it was like, it, it was just like he was confused. And I don't think he literally has the capacity to do better than what he is right now. Like, I don't think that he has capacity to be better. 
They he waste, can't move in the pocket. They wasted that draft pick. They had the number two draft pick, and they took him over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's got to feel rough right now. That's got to suck. That has got to suck. Big yikes. Yeah, big yikes from the Bears. I don't understand. I mean, like, I, I feel for the guy. Like, I like him. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just, really, I just sat there and was thinking, like, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm trying to plan against Mitchell Trubisky, what am I really, like, worried about? <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm pretty close to just sending the house because he's not completing it. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they did was they blitzed him. And a he lot. gets frazzled. He's frazzled. He was sacked three times in the first half. Three times. Now, listen, like, I get it because offenses, this is their first game. And they're nervous, and they're seeing formations, and they're seeing like looks from the defense that are going to confuse them. I get that. I'm with you. I'm here. But on the same hand, you are a professional football team. This is the NFL. And what I saw was inexcusable. Like you said, Matt Nagy. Did you learn nothing from Mr. Reed? He did looked you? handicapped. Yeah. Like, he didn't know what to do. He was. It's like he was scared. He's scared. He doesn't trust Mitch Trubisky. No. And I don't know if that's just because it's the first game of the season. He just kind of wanted to get him out there. But I feel like you have one quarter. Like, I'll give you a one-quarter grace period. Like, Aaron Rodgers started off the game awful. Right. But that second quarter, he turned it on, and he found it. Oh, yeah. And that's what you do as a pro. Yeah, I won't lie to you. I was nervous watching Aaron Rodgers play. I mean, he also looked clueless. I was real nervous. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> what happened to you?" Are the Vikings but... gonna win the North? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Nick Wright is he gonna win the North and win MVP? True. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, I, it took me a minute to realize that Aaron Rodgers didn't play the preseason, and I get that. That's an excuse. This is his first live reps against a real defense, so that's ex- you know, that's excusable. He ended up coming out and threw a forty-yard bomb and started looking like an actual Aaron Rodgers. And God help him on that offensive line. I, I, I year after year, it is just abysmal. And uh, but then again, like the Bears' defense is freaking solid, man. They're, you got Khalil Mack and those other guys on that defensive line. They were they were getting after that defensive line's scary. It is they're real all scary. like six four, two fifty plus. And they've got Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Who Roquan Smith? He had a horrible pass interference call where it was just absolutely blatant, and it gave the Packers a chance to score. But as a whole, that man flies around. I knew this from college. I watched him play, and I was like, this dude is a baller. And so he and Trevathan in the middle, and then you've got really, really good defensive backs. So I have no doubt the Bears are going to be the best defense in the league. I, I that, In my opinion, I think they'll be the best defense in the league. The only reason why they won is because that offense can't keep them off the field. That's true. That's true. They'll get a ton of freaking reps because the offense be- literally goes three and out. They well sometimes they go first and forty and try to work their way back, but <laughs> you know. Have you ever seen that in a game? I've never seen that. I don't first know that 40. I've seen first and forty. That's I've bad. seen some deep ones, but that that was probably that was that was. And then Trubisky had that really nice completion, and the wide receiver pushed off. <laughs> yeah, like ugh, this is Tyler Gabriel. Yeah, or Taylor Gabriel. I don't know his first name. Yeah, it was. And then what was with the freaking. The pass interference challenge? 
It w- I thought that with the new rule, if you don't know what we're talking about, the the uh, Matt Lafleur threw a challenge flag on a no call pass interference, and it was while the Green Bay Packers were on defense and the Bears were on offense. He thought that the wide receiver pushed off and there was no call, but he challenged. And said that there was pass interference, even though it wasn't called. I thought you could only challenge the play if it was a call. actual call. I'm not a fan of that rule if that's the case. Yeah. That's going to mess up some games. It slowed the whole game down. It did. It and then it didn't the even flow. get reversed. No. And then it, and throughout the entire preseason, it had, none of those challenge flags even got the call reversed. So. I feel like. The, the refs usually do a pretty good job of calling pass interference for the most part, except for that a trend, uh, horrendous, oh, atrocious awful. inexcusable, call inexcusable in the NFC championship game. But beyond that, I feel like refs do a fairly decent job. Yeah, I do too. As do far too. as being human goes. Yeah, we got to remember they're human and that there are several other plays in the NFL where you can – Certainly make up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have a lot of time to make up for that. There are other plays that, you know, you could have executed better on. Um, just pointing out one play doesn't necessarily, I don't, I don't really agree with that. But, you know, I will say that that Saints-Vikings, um, or Saints-Rams, sorry, was an awful call. Awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, live game update oh, right God. now. What the is it? Bears were driving. They were in the oh. red zone. Oh. They were on Green Bay 16. What happened? Trubisky threw an interception in the end zone. He did not. He did. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the if no, they can't figure this out. The game. Yeah. If they can't figure this out, it's the Bears are not going to go anywhere. Like, defense, yes, is very, very important. I'm trying to figure out how they won 12 games last year. Me too. Me too, because it's, it's the same offense. Same offense. I don't really necessarily know what happened. But I, I definitely, scratcher. if they play like this for the rest of the season, they are not getting close. To, they're, not, they're not sniffing 12 wins. Packers-Vikings, NFC North, watch out. You still have to score more points than the other team. I don't care how, many, how good your defense is. You still have to score more points than the other team. If you can't do that. You're not going to win a game. You're not going to win a game. Okay? Bears, Matt Nagy, dig into that back of your brain. Learn from Mr. Reed. Maybe go to Madden. Play with the Kansas City Chiefs. Use Andy Reed's playbook. Copy some Madden plays. Better yet, play with your own team. Play, play with, with the Bears. Your own team. Figure out what video game Mitch Trubisky does that real life Mitch Trubisky can't do. Look at his stats. Is he good at throwing on the run? I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like you're out of options. Might as well run him out there. (laughs) He took some hits, too, in that first quarter. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, he tried to run. He was getting popped. He tried to run. He got smacked right in the shoulder. And he was like, yeah, I don't want to do that again. I don't think he ran since then. He hasn't run since then. Oh, goodness gracious. But I'm so glad football's back. Like, actual football, not preseason. I'm glad actual football's back. It, it refreshes my soul. <clears throat> it feels good. It does feel good. It was just quite the day for football. It's like, 
so much happened today. <laughs> Actually, so much has happened in the past, like, two or three days. Because we have... Actually, first of all, I can't put this off. I can't put this off any longer. You know how we feel about Antonio Brown here on this podcast. Mr. Wetbottoms himself. <laughs> Mr. Wetbottoms himself has struck yet again. <laughs> Each week, I just, I follow, I, I, I'm literally following the words Antonio Brown on Twitter. 24-7, just constantly refreshing, hoping and praying. That there is new nuggets that come out of Antonio Brown. There was one time, and I think it was when, um, oh gosh, what was it? Was it the contract that he posted? I almost did an emergency podcast on that. I almost pulled the trigger. But here we are. Things have actually gotten worse since then. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow they made it I don't know how worse. on God's green earth. It could have possibly gotten worse, but it got worse. If you've been living under a rock <laughs> and you don't know anything that's going on with the Raiders. Also, Hard Knocks is a joke. Hard Knocks is awful. We watched the first episode, but it, it, ever since then, it's been awful. They have not shown any drama whatsoever. This I, is supposed to be a drama-filled show. I was saying, I didn't watch another episode after episode no, one because I was so disappointed. No, you didn't miss anything. You missed nothing. It's been a freaking mess. It's been ridiculous. And it's because Mike Mayock doesn't let us in on these this drama that's going on with AB. And so they think it's just like this fine and dandy Raiders squad. Ball. That are going to win three <laughs> games this year. Nevertheless, Antonio Brown's being fined over $40,000. <laughs> and then he posted it on Instagram. <laughs> he got fined for not showing up to training camp and not showing up for a mandatory walkthrough. And he was sent a letter. A letter. And here's the deal. If you're not, if you're upset by getting the letter, Antonio Brown, listen, that's probably the only way they knew they would get a hold of you because you're not showing up. They couldn't tell you in person because you're not freaking there. He's off doing God knows what with God knows what helmet. He's with God knows taking, what helmet. He probably has a helmet on just ramming his head into the wall. <laughs> Saying, man, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I can hit I can hit brick walls with this helmet. I feel fine. Yeah. Just worsening his CTE symptoms. And think about this. Think about this. His contract right now. His contract is $30 million. $30 million, And he's upset over $40,000. He, he is willing, willing to risk it all. And lose, possibly lose, because there have been talks that the Raiders might void his contract. Oh, I would not be surprised if they did. He could lose his $30 million because of this $40,000 fine. That is... I, I, I don't understand. Shocked. Ross, imagine we work for the same employer. Yep. We work for the same employer. And say that like you and I, you know, for some godforsaken reason, like we get fined. Like we have, we, we don't show up for work or something, or we, we do an abysmal job and yeah. we don't handle something correctly. And we are notified by our superior that because of said action, we are receiving discipline, whether it's a fine, whether it's, you know, you need to try harder or you're going to, you're going to be fired. And then we, as a result, take a picture of said discipline Post it on our own personal social media and make fun of it. Like, 
He's making fun of management to its like to its literal face. And like, how many followers does he have? Like, this is for the entire world to see. And he's trying to embarrass Mike Mayock. And for the life of me, Antonio, why do you think it's their fault that they're fining you? They, listen, it's your fault. They, they had your back through the helmet issue and through your wet bottoms. They did not say anything. Literally, they did not say anything negative to you. They didn't say anything negative about you. They were waiting patiently for you to come back. Only for you to be a drama queen with your helmet. And now, because it's not even about the helmet. It's about the fact that you didn't show up to work. Leaving his team hanging. you make fun of it. And they're going to find you. And they have the right to fine you. If you don't show up, you're going to get in trouble. You are going to get in trouble. You are legally obligated to show up. That is just a basic workplace etiquette. If you don't show up, something's going to happen. You're going to get in trouble. It's not like you're some low-paid athlete or even employee. You're getting paid millions of dollars. And you're up, you're not showing. I, I, for, it blows my literal mind. I, I, I know Antonio is a good wide receiver. I know he's probably the best wide receiver in the league. But I, I personally, if I was a head coach or a GM, I would not have him on my team. Not worth it at all. No, like, 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 does Antonio Brown being on the Raiders make them a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. No. no. No, not at all. Does Antonio Brown being on the Steelers make them a Super Bowl team? No. I would say no. No. Because they have other pieces. They have other pieces to fill in. Not only do they have other pieces, they have other stable pieces. Yes. Yes, literally. It blows my literal mind. God knows who he's going to... He might take a folding chair to Derek Carr next thing we know. Because he threatened to punch Mike Mayock. (laughs) Okay, wait, 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 wait. How old is Mike Mayock? These are questions that need to be answered. What has happened... Like. With him, like, what goes on at Antonio Brown, like, when he's alone? Like, you mentioned something about him ramming his head into a wall. Like, does he take his 1997 shut revolution, sit in a wheelchair because he can't stand on his godforsaken feet because he has wet bottoms, and just ram his head into a drywall over and over and compare the hole sizes as he progresses through the different helmets he can wear? Like, like is that how he's testing his helmets? is to see, you know, how much CTE can I gain from this? How much do I not gain from this? And as a result, I will use this helmet. So obviously, we have found a helmet that causes CTE because he has now threatened to punch the general manager. Just just to put this in, in perspective here, Antonio Brown is 30 years younger than Mike Mayock. 30 wow. years younger. That is like me threatening to punch my father. <laughs> Respect your freaking elders. Or worse than that. That's like, seriously, like, what are you doing? Mike Mayock is not going to fight you. No, no. Like, he wanted no part of that. You are an NFL athlete. If you have Vontez, was it Vontez? Vontez. Vontez perfect. Yeah, perfect. Holding you back. You have who, something wrong with you. I find that so ironic because he's the one who gave Antonio Brown TTE in the first place. <laughs> he said, Antonio, it's not your fault. It's my fault it's for my making fault. you do this. So, really, is this all Vontez Perfect's fault? <laughs> you know, you 
you, you threw on the idea of doing the blame pie on this. I think, I think the blame pie is 100% Vontaze perfect. Vontaze perfect is to blame he for is, Antonio Brown. He's that part of the movie you know where you're like, oh, this guy's definitely the villain. But it turns out that it's it's the low, like the undercover guy running the whole operation. Plot twist. That Plot is, twist. Vontaze perfect is actually the real villain in this situation. Wow, my mind is blown. This my is mind a, is absolutely this blown. This is a story Hollywood couldn't even write. <laughs> Once upon a time in Oakland. I'm just waiting for the 30 for 30 and about 20 years on this. Oh, this is going to be a fantastic 30 for what 30. What if I told you that a star wide receiver <laughs> completely lost his marbles and threatened to punch the GM of his team? This is like... Um, Antonio Brown is... Have you ever watched... The Bachelor, like Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I literally can't stop watching it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I like, I am just loving the drama. Um, you'll notice that there are like a few people in this show that are like that go from people to like person to person and are just filled with complete drama, and um, like, I feel like the Steelers are to blame for this also. Because maybe they didn't warn us how bad this actually was. Like, and maybe they just did a good job of covering it up. You know who gets, who should get more credit for this and who gets ragged on a lot is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin <laughs> should had, get a lot not, more only, not only did he have Ben Roethlisberger and all the problems that came with Big Ben, <laughs> yeah. he also had this clown, Antonio Brown, in the same locker room. Oh, dude. On the same offense together. I don't know how you handle that. How do you keep that together? Oh, no. If no, it's no, no. If it's truly been this bad, I don't know. I don't know either. That's like some, like, TED Talk, Nobel Peace Prize, like, relationship building there the only way i know how to handle this type of conflict is in like my gm on 2k when i get this player that keeps coming to me and it's like i'm upset with my role i feel like i should be a starting player on this team and then i deny and coddle them (laughs) deny and coddle when in doubt always deny and coddle always deny and coddle I tried to deny and be harsh. What's the other option? Is it deny and, deny and tough love or something like that? Deny and tough love. Oh, no. They, they, they requested like a trade. <laughs> so I was like, no, stop doing that. They update Madden with those kind of rules and you deny and tough love Antonio Brown might punch your coach right in the face <laughs> or punch a football halfway across the practice field. And find me for that. Find me for that. Find me for that. <laughs> I will. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will get my money back, and I will avoid your contract happily. I'm glad the Raiders are handling it like this because football is such a team sport that if they continue to coddle Antonio Brown, the entire locker room is going to be divided. Like... If you if you are spending so much time worrying about making sure that this one guy is taken care of, and while you've got fifty four other guys on the roster that are fighting and practicing and working their tails off, that's gonna that divides the locker room real quick. So, I'm really glad that they're sticking their their um, they're digging their feet in, they're digging their heels in, and saying, Antonio, listen, you got to figure it out, bro. You've got to figure it out, or 
we'll move on without you. We're trying to create a culture here, which I appreciate from John Gruden and Mike Mayock. And I appreciate the fact that they're not going to put up with it anymore. That's they shouldn't. They really shouldn't put it up with it anymore. Yeah, no matter how good of a player you are, you should never be allowed to act like that. No, this is, I've never seen anything like this. You were literally acting like a three-year-old. Literally, literally. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's like, uh, when you're in the class, when you're in a classroom, I vividly remember little, little Timmy and uh, little Timmy had an attitude problem and, uh, Miss Morrison kept coddling Timmy saying, Timmy, listen, you know where Timmy is right now? Timmy's in jail. Timmy's in jail. Timmy killed a man. <laughs> Timmy killed a guy. <laughs> Rick killed a guy. Rick killed a guy. <laughs> I want to lay low for a while. <laughs> that escalated really quickly. <laughs> yeah. First it starts off, you know, punting footballs and threatening to hit John. And then the next thing you know, you're lighting school buses on fire and... <laughs> <laughs> you're in jail that actually happened I know a kid that was like that denying my... Connell quickly turned into kill and more kill <laughs> more kill uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if he's definitely not showing up for week one is what Adam Schefter said yeah, no, he's not going to be there for week one <clears throat> which I was already questioning I wanted to do an over under how many games Antonio Brown would actually play slash show up for and right now it's looking Where like, would you put your over-under for that? At this point, zero. <laughs> at zero? I don't think that's bad. I don't, I don't think that's... I would bet on that. I would, bet I would on say the zero. over... The over-under, if I'm Vegas setting bets, the over-under for me right now is probably five games. And I would I would go under. Oh, I would go under for sure. I would bet hard under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would too. I would do 100%. Feel like, I feel bad for some people. Because some people that play fantasy football have... Drafted Andrew Luck, Melvin Gordon, uh, who's the guy from the Texans? Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, and Antonio Brown, and I'm sure that's happened. The perfect storm. Okay. And all of those guys are not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you, but actually, it's your fault that you picked those guys. It's your fault that you picked a, did a fantasy football draft at the beginning of August, you idiots. Yeah, wait till the wait till at least week three of the preseason. Literally. You give, you give yourself some time. Don't do that. Football's a game of changes. People get cut. People get hurt. Literally, it happens. Literally. Um, those of you who took a chance and drafted Ezekiel Elliott, though, you're a happy camper right Pop now. Off. Pop off. Pop off. Um, as a Cowboys fan, I am elated. I am on cloud nine, as Ben Patterson would say. Um, Shout out, Ben. Shout out to Ben. We need to have him back on soon. Um, I, I'm i really excited. I know in the past I said that, you know, you can't win with a running back. You can't win with a star running back. You need other pieces. That is only with the understanding, though, that your quarterback is someone you can rely on. And I don't know if I'm there yet with Dak Prescott. I don't know if I'm there yet. Like, do I consider Dak Prescott to be my franchise quarterback? No. But I can get behind Zeke. I can get behind Zeke's Zeke. I'm not getting great. behind Dak. I'll come out and say that. Zeke's what are you going to say? Great. Huh? All-time great. All-time, all-time great running back? back? Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. I would, I would, I'm I'm going to go out even further on a limb. I'm going to say he's going to be better than Emmitt Smith at the end of it all. You know what? Me too. Like, um, that's if he wins a Super Bowl. 
if if Ezekiel Elliott wins a Super Bowl with the Cowboys, he'll be better than Emmett Smith. Just because he's more versatile than Emmett was. Emmett was a really good runner, but Ezekiel can catch the passes and he can also run the ball really, really well. Um, I love Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was my favorite player. Probably is one of my favorite players of all time. I played with him like on those early days of Madden when you did the uh, the training camps yeah. where you just went around and you did those drills and stuff. Dude, Emmett Smith all day for like three hours. Um, but I feel like Zeke's one of those guys too that you give him the satisfaction of being the highest paid running back in the league and he plays up to that level. Some guys, that pressure's too much and you give them that contract and they kind of shrink underneath it. I feel like Zeke's one of those guys that will rise up to the level that you you say he is. So if you give him the contract, you say, listen, we're going to make you the highest paid running back in the NFL. We expect you to continue to be the high, to the, be the best running back in the NFL. I feel like he, he stays at that, at that level. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. I mean, he has, was it 50 million guaranteed, 90 million total? Yep. Um, you know, there's still room. There's still room in the budget, I'm sure. Just maybe not as much as Dak wants. And hey, listen, Dak, you got you got to step up, buddy. You got to step. Last year was not enough. We got to see more from you. Yeah. And uh, I still want to keep Amari Cooper. I'm really excited for this Cowboys team, though. We got a really good defensive line. We got a good group of linebackers. We got Sean Lee, Vander Esch, and Jalen Smith, uh, who we just extended. We got Byron Jones in the secondary. Jason Witten's back. Whether or not he's going to be a lead, okay, listen, I'm not going out there and not saying that. I'm saying that Jason Witten is a leader and an excellent run blocker. And he can also, he just finds a way to get open. Um, and then we've got Amari Cooper and Mike Gallup, um, who are, Mike Gallup is a really good young receiver who can get open in space and do some things. So I'm really excited for this team to see where it goes. Um, speaking of contacts extensions, we also have Jared Goff, which, you know, he got extended. <laughs> All I know is Jared Goff. How much was it? 100 mil? It was like 110 mil. 110 mil. If Jared Goff's getting that, Pat Mahomes is getting 300 mil. $300 million. I'm calling it. It's oh going to be record breaking. They're going to throw in the state of Missouri as a signing. <laughs> yeah. He probably single-handedly has the entire state of Missouri like riding with him. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I was in St. Louis last weekend and went into a mall up there in Chesterfield called the Galleria. And in the sports section of the Macy's, the Macy's <laughs> department store, they were selling Patrick Mahomes jerseys in St. Louis. Ooh. He is reaching all parts of the state. All parts of the state. All parts of the U.S. All parts of the U.S. That dude is a real deal. Commercials. He's He's on every commercial. Yeah. Dude is. Dude is a real deal. Jared Goff, he's like a rich man's Dak Prescott. I agree. Rich man's man's Dak Prescott. We'll see how the Rams do this year. People have been low on him. Well, Nick Wright didn't even have him in the freaking playoffs. It's the second time I mentioned Nick Wright, but he, he deserves that. I mean, he... That what he came up with was, <laughs> was abysmal. abysmal. How do people get paid to do that? Like that's my thing. How do people get paid to write that stuff and then post it for like millions of people to see? What makes them better than us? That's what I'm saying. Just because they have a journalism degree and I don't. 
Like, listen here, I'll tear up your journalism Jeez, degree. I'm glad I went to school and learned how to write in newspapers that aren't even around anymore, you freaking chodge. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. Um, let's see. So, yeah, we have the extensions with Zeke and Jared Goff. We've beat the AB horse into the ground. and There's no horse anymore. <laughs> There's no horse, it's just the ghost of the just, horse, and it keeps, like, whispering and blowing blowing in my ear. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> leave, leave me alone, please. Leave me alone. I'm just, I don't want to talk about you anymore. But nevertheless, you here you are. Um, I'm also glad that we have college football back. Now, college football was here before NFL today. Well, now you're probably listening to this on Friday, so yesterday. Um, listen... College football is much more enjoyable to watch than NFL, in my opinion. Um, I just like enjoying, like, I think I really enjoy watching the Cowboys play. Um, but as a whole, college football is way more enjoyable for me to watch. I agree. Um, Except the Chiefs. I'll watch the Chiefs game anytime, but. Yeah, and the Chiefs as well. I guess the Browns now, too, since I'm a Browns bandwagon fan. But but I could literally sit down and put any kind of college football game on and just sit and watch. Oh, yeah, and be totally satisfied with it. Yeah. We had some real, real ups and downs. Like, really high highs and really low lows. I was a part we'll get of to, the Yeah, you were a part lows. of the low lows. <laughs> You poor guys. I mean, I can't even. I just. I applaud you for being a Mizzou fan and getting your teeth kicked in by Wyoming. <laughs> Why I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I root for some kind of a winning football team. <laughs> yeah, you got that now. I got a friend that is a really big Chiefs fan as well. I work with him, and I was asking him about the Chiefs. And I was like, dude, are you are you pumped? Like from last year to this year? Like I think you'll make the Super Bowl. And he's like, I'm so tired of saying this year's the year that I'm just not even gonna say it anymore. So I hope this year's the year, but I'm not gonna say it. I I truly think, if anything, the Chiefs have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. They're my personal favorite to win the whole thing. Yeah, but we'll see. We will see what happens. Anyway, I went sorry, went back to NFL. College football. So let's talk about the lows. Um, I feel like I watched this game. I watched this game, not the Wyoming and Missouri game. I don't even want to touch that. That's not even worth. Uh, let's just not. Let's just skip past that. Wyoming rushed for almost 300 yards and passed for less than 100. So I witnessed the greatest quarter in Mizzou football recent history in the first quarter, and then I don't know. How do you not stop the run? How do you not I stop hope the y'all run? Y'all have seen the Space Jam out in podcast land, and you know. Whenever the monsters take all the NBA's talent and they're left these blubbering idiots that look like they've never picked up a ball in the day in their life, that's what happened in the zoo football in the second quarter and pretty much the rest of the game beyond that. That's literally what happened. I didn't watch the game, but I was watching the uh, game cast. I was actually at a wedding, um, and I saw it was like halfway through the game. Wyoming had over 250 yards rushing and less than 100 yards passing, and I'm like, well, let's do the math. They're going to run the ball. So how about we stack the box and we probably let's play man on the outside. But I don't think they I don't think they got that memo. I don't, they didn't get it. And then Kelly Bryant. What happened to him? He no. just he just he what happened? But at least at least we didn't lose to Georgia State like Tennessee did. 
Oh. It was a rough day for the SEC East. We'll get to the SEC. We'll get to the SEC uh, a little bit. I, I have something about the Big 12 that I am upset with. And I'm upset with people for hyping this team up. The freaking Iowa State Cyclones. Listen, I watched this game. Did they end up losing that game? No, they won. They, they won, won in overtime. They won in overtime. No, triple overtime. Yeah. Triple overtime against Northern Iowa. Okay? That was another game that it was kind of like tonight's Packers-Bears game where I was watching and I was like, this game is boring me. Why am I watching this? I was not surprised by what Iowa State did. Like when people are saying Iowa State, I've heard sport was it sports animal that thinks yeah. Iowa State's going to be good this year. Listen, they Iowa State run- just lost their running back. They lost their wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're well coached, but their personnel is not very good. And Northern Iowa almost beat them. Yep. They should have beat them. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game. They could not do anything. They could not score, and they made so many mistakes and. They just the only reason they won that game against Northern Iowa is because they have better guys and as you get to the third quarter, as you get to not the third quarter, but the third overtime, those Northern Iowa guys, they're not conditioned, you know, they don't play at a high enough level to sustain that for three entire overtimes. So that that game was eventually going to go to Iowa State. I knew that. But the fact that it had to go three overtimes is really disappointing for me as an OU fan of the Big 12, because that's just one other opponent where I'm like, God, like... A win doesn't look good, but a loss looks awful. Week one, you cannot lose week one. Nope. Cannot do it. That You just dig yourself a hole, and it looks awful to the to the committee if yep. you lose week one. Um, so I was really disappointed in that performance. Another team I was disappointed in, and I'm disappointed in all you people that are out there and... Freaking hyping this team up. Freaking not yet. Not yet. I'll get to them. I'll get to them. I'll get to them. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Don't Did you watch this game? Did you watch this game? Yes. With Scott Frost? This team won four four games last year. And they were ranked in the top twenty five. Twenty fifth. How the heck does that happen? That's was that was my biggest question. They look clueless. Clue absolutely clueless. They Okay. If you watched the game, you know that a majority of their points came from the defense. The defense had a pick six, and they had several turnovers. And if you just watch how uh, South Alabama played, they played very well. There's a quarterback from South Alabama who's actually very good. He threw two interceptions, but... He threw for over 230 yards, had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Now, freaking Martinez, the quarterback from the Nebraska Cornhuskers, didn't even score a touchdown, Ross. He wasn't, he didn't score a touchdown. He threw for 178 yards and had an interception. So, there's your passing game. Your running back, listen, 15 carries for 44 yards? No, no. That's for awful. two touchdowns, those two touchdowns account for basically you. What I see is you gave this guy the ball in the red zone because you couldn't score with AJ Martinez in the in the end zone or in the red zone. Sorry. And I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. Um, let's see how this game progressed. So 
Um, there was an interception return in the third quarter that was a touchdown. Then there was a punt return touchdown. So that's two touchdowns unaccounted for on the offense. Um, then in the fourth quarter, there was a fumble return. So there was a uh, there was a fumble by South Alabama, and Nebraska picked it up. Um, and then there was a rushing touchdown. There were two rushing touchdowns. That was that was the epitome of what happened. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I I um, am not impressed at all with Nebraska, and they will not stay in the top twenty-five. They'll probably lose next week. I don't know who they play against, but I'm assuming they lose. Um, because if you watch that game, you understand that they did not play very well. Um. Oh, and by the way, Iowa State only won by three points. They they won by field goal. They didn't even score a touchdown. They just won by field goal. Um. Now. Here we go. All of you people that are on the opposing viewpoint of Notre Dame, I want you to listen to what I am about to say. Notre Dame played Louisville last week. And in the second quarter, we're tied. We're tied with Louisville. Notre Dame was tied with Louisville at 14-14. Okay, listen. Notre Dame is number nine. They are number nine in the country. Let's just see how they played. Let's see how well they played. Uh, Ian Book had a QBR of 76. 76. Was 14 for 23 passing, 193 yards, and one touchdown. The rushing game is what got them in the game because a guy had fed. There's a guy that had 15 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown, and then Ian ran 14 times and got 81 yards. So he's kind of a dual threat guy. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I they ended up winning the game 35-17, but against the Louisville team, should not even be close. Because Louisville was... Louisville's awful. awful. Louisville's terrible. Their quarterback ended with a 41 QBR. So, um, I don't expect Notre Dame to stay in the top 10 very long at all, especially after this. Especially after I saw a couple throws that Ian Ian threw. Um, Now, there's some highs that we had. Um, Actually, no. Tennessee. Tennessee lost to who do they lose to? Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern. Wait, Georgia Southern or Georgia State? Let me. <clears throat> Georgia, uh, Georgia State. Georgia Southern's the better one. They played LSU. Okay. They lost to Georgia State. This was not a good showing for the SEC. For the SEC, is it SEC East? The SEC East. Had SEC rough, East had a rough day. was really rough. Not really only rough. did you have Tennessee and Missouri losing to. Fringe D one teams, but <clears throat> North Carolina beat South Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> um, we all watched Florida struggle against Miami in Week Zero. Yeah, um, even that was bad. That's <laughs> real they still bad. Have no offense. So, and Georgia just decimated Vanderbilt. Yeah. Oh, just had to sneeze. <laughs> Shoot. Um, 
But yeah, the SEC East, I'm I had high hopes that Mizzou would have a chance to win the East. At least fight for it with Georgia. I question that. <laughs> well, there like, doesn't seem to be any other team that can... It looks as though Georgia's just going to run ramshot again yeah, through the East. They're going to go straight through the East. And it's, it's not gonna even going to be, be close. You know what? I think... I think, you know, Texas A&M's going to break some hearts this year. You think so? I think they are. They've think, got a heart to break this next week. I think Texas a and Or Saturday. They're going to break some hearts. If they don't beat Clemson, I they'll beat Bama or they'll beat LSU. Yeah. Who knows, man? They're always – they put it on Texas State, but Texas State's Texas State. Jimbo's got that team playing right. He does have them playing good. They're playing real well. Real well. Another team I wasn't impressed with was uh, Michigan's win over Mid-Tennessee. It was a 40-21 to win, but I don't know. I just wish I I'd seen – I wish I'd seen more. I wish I'd seen more. Um, Oregon should have won the game against Auburn, and they crapped the bed. They choked yeah, they at the end. Hardcore. And uh, or Auburn should not have won that game, but they did, nevertheless. Teams I was impressed with, A and M is one of them. A and M is a really, really solid team, and they've got Clemson this week. Really think as we'll get into our predictions, but is that game? That game's at Clemson. It's gonna be. It's mm. gonna be. If it's at it's, Clemson, that's... It's going to be a good game. Though. It'll be a good um, game. Anum's quarterback, um, Kellen Mond. Yeah. He looked real good. He had some real nice throws. I don't know if you watched any of that game. I did not. But he had some really nice throws that I was like, dang. Like, those are some professional throws. Mm-hmm. If, he's, if he's spinning the ball like that, that's that's why I think they could break some hearts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was impressed with Georgia. I was impressed with Alabama, of course. Not not really. Alabama at the first, they struggled. They struggled. They struggled, and then they ended up pulling away. Uh, LSU put it on. Um, Texas put it on. And OU. OU. Now, my prediction was right that Jalen Hurts was going to be the best court, the, be the best player in the Big 12, even though he hadn't played in the Big 12 yet. That man broke records. Broke records. I mean, yeah, it was against a bad Houston defense. But listen... Still, for him to come out and perform like that against any Division One school. Six total touchdowns. Six total touchdowns. Broke records. More records. Like, these these records were not achieved by Kyler Murray or did, Baker Mayfield. Did he? Am I mistaken? I feel like I saw some more that he did that all in the first half. Uh, He might have. He very well might have. I really feel like I saw that somewhere. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. His running touchdowns came in um, towards the third the third quarter, but the passing touchdowns, for the most part, were uh, first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man went 20 for 23, 332 yards passing, uh, a 14-yard average throw, three touchdowns with a 98 QBR. He also ran for 176 yards and three touchdowns. Dare I say Lincoln Riley pumps out another Heisman Trophy winner. Dare I say it. I knew Jalen Hurts was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. We'll see how the season regresses. But he he balled out. 
he literally balled out. I thought I thought this would be a game where people would be like, yeah, like he's good. I mean, obviously he's good. He started at Alabama. Like he's good. But like I feel like people would be would kind of realize that and maybe miss Kyler and Baker just for who they are. But that game was all Jalen. All Jalen. And it speaks to Lincoln Riley that Lincoln Riley can pull that out of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He might be the Jalen Lincoln Riley might be the greatest offensive mind in football history. Like, greatest offensive mind. I mean, who I don't know who else just consecutively can pump out quarterbacks that are Heisman level candidates and or winners and have an offense that just obliterates and decimates people. If he can get a third straight Heisman, that's that's big time. That's insane. That's big time. Okay, enough about last week. We'll move on to this, to this upcoming week. There's really only two games I care about. Uh, the rest of the games are kind of um, no-name games. Again. OSU and OU are playing slap butts. Um, I don't know who Mizzou's playing. Missouri's playing uh, West Virginia. Okay, so that'll be a good game. It should be. That'll be a good game. I'd probably pick Missouri to Hopefully bounce back and win that it's game. A, it's at home. It's at home. Home opener. Hopefully they'll win that game. Uh, the interesting games for me are LSU, Texas, and um, Clemson and A and M. Now, let's pick you and you and I will pick uh, the A and M Clemson game first, then we'll move on to LSU. I, man, part of me loves hot takes. I love I love saying hot takes. And I am going to deliver one and say that A&M beats Clemson week two and knocks off the number one team in the country. And Trevor Lawrence tucks his hair between his legs and goes back into the locker room with a loss. A&M by 10. By 10 points. Man, that, you took my hot take because I was going to say they are going to win. If you, you were? Yeah, if you weren't. Just because, I mean, I know it was the first game of the season last week. I wasn't too impressed with Trevor Lawrence. No, me neither. I really wasn't. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. He didn't look He didn't look great. It wasn't what we saw in was not the what national we saw in championship. The, it wasn't what we saw in the playoffs. No, not at all. So you got A&M? How, how much do you think they're going to win by? Or do you have A&M? Are you still deciding? I'm still deciding. Oh, okay, he's still on the table. You know He's what? on the fence. I am also going to go hot take here. Just That's what we're known for here. That is the spirit of the takes. show. Spirit of the show. Is to go hot takes. I'm also going to go A&M. They've been, they're pretty confident right now. They are very confident. They're pretty confident right now. Um, I'm going to go A&M by a touchdown. A&M by a touchdown? Yep. Okay. A&M by touchdown. So A&M by seven for Ross, A&M by ten for me. Uh, that's really tough to say. Um, Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go I'm gonna go more than that. I'm going to go A&M gonna by go 17. By 17. Yep. So two touchdowns and a field goal. Yep. So, they, so A&M puts it on Clemson for this Saturday at 2.30. Yep. Mark your calendars. Um, the next game that is going to be really, really good is LSU-Texas. Now... I believe it's at Texas. It is. It is at Texas. And Texas plays really well at home. But LSU 
is a pretty large favorite in this game. And I don't know if it warrants that. I don't know if they warrant that. I, I am impressed with what I saw. I, I saw them put a lot of points on the board. Again, you know, these are these first games against these no-name teams. You don't really find out a whole lot. Um, but I think Texas played some comp- some better competition in Louisiana Tech. And I think Texas wins this game against LSU at home. I think they beat LSU by 10 points. I think they beat LSU by 10 points. Same differential that I'm using for A&M and uh, Clemson. I think both Texas teams are going to win by 10 and make a statement, um, one for the Big 12 and two for the SEC. LSU's going into Austin beating Texas. You are? Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to say it. You're going to say it. All right. We're going to shut down Ellinger. Ellinger. Going to shut down Ellinger. The line's currently at six and a half. Over it is. Over under at 56 and a half. I'm going to go LSU by a touchdown. LSU by a touchdown. Okay. Okay. That's fair. All right. So Ross and I share the same opinion on A&M and Clemson, but then again, we differ on LSU and Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting a bounce back week for the SEC. That they're bouncing back. A strong okay. okay. I'm predicting a stronger week for the Big 12. I think a win from Texas will will put them up. But really, it, there's not a whole lot of not a whole lot else going on in the in um, college football world in terms of like high ranked games. Um, so I think those are the only games we really want to. Predict right? Are there other ones that are there? Just looking at this, most of these games this early on are just pretty much give me's. Like Alabama's playing New Mexico State. Yeah, no. Georgia's playing Murray State. I didn't even realize Murray State had a football. Team. Me neither, honestly. Colorado plays Nebraska. I'll say Colorado wins that game. But other than I agree, that, it's at Colorado. It's at Colorado. Other than that, I think it's pretty straightforward. USC Stanford, USC is actually favored to win that game. Yeah, they're not even ranked. Stanford's twenty three. You know who impressed me last week, player wise? Who? I just now thought about this, looking at some of these games. Uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. That running back. Yes. Oh, dude, he's legit. Sixteen carries, one hundred thirty five yards, and two TDs. Yeah, he's legit. Man among boys, shoot. For real though, he's he's solid. He's very solid. Um. So, that's what we got for college football and then NFL. We got NFL on Sunday. We'll go through some predictions. These are really good games. Some of them are really, really good games that I'm excited for. Um, One of those is Browns-Titans, where we'll finally get to see what this Browns team is made of after all of this hype and talk. Um, I feel like this is a good test for them in the Tennessee Titans. They've got Marcus Mariota, who kind of needs to either come into his own or the Tennessee Titans need to find another quarterback. And then they've got Derrick Henry, who is coming to his, again coming into his own as a runner. Um, but other than that, they don't really have a whole lot going for them. So I think it's a good test for the Browns. I think the Browns win that game, um, and they start off the season very well. I'd also say Browns win. Browns win that Mostly game. Mostly because I know BJ on my fantasy team, and I hope he balls out. Yeah. Shows up. I think I have him on one of my teams, too. Not in the same league, though, um, obviously. But 
Uh, and the next game I have on my list is Chiefs-Jaguars. Chiefs-Jaguars, I think that's a given, even though it's at, at – what is that margin, Ross? It's three and a half. Kansas City is a three and a half favorite. I'm guessing probably because it's supposed to be kind of rainy, wet conditions. Oh, yeah, probably. Maybe slows down. I, I'm going to overreact. And I'm going to say oh, gosh. I mean, Pat Mahomes is about to go off this year. Double MVP, back-to-back? I don't, think, back I don't back. think people are ready for what's about to happen. Oh, This offense is going to be dangerous. It is going to be dangerous. There is speed across the field. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, who do you who do you key on? You key on know. Ty Hill, you leave open Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, Williams, McCoy. You key on the run, you leave open the wide receiver. It's just like... I think the biggest thing for the Kansas City Chiefs, for them to... Make it to the Super Bowl is their defense has to stay solid. Their defense give me t- give me a middle of the pack defense. That's all I ask. They need to just stop people from scoring. Like not, stop people from scoring like at least twenty points. Yeah. Like twenty to thirty points. I'm okay if they score fourteen. Yeah. Kansas City will score more than fourteen. Two touchdowns. Give me that. That's if we would have held them. To, if we would have held the Patriots to two touchdowns, we're going to the Super Bowl. No yeah. problems. Yeah. So the biggest thing for Kansas City is that their defense stays one healthy and two they remain Just somewhat dominant. Give me something. They've got Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, and hopefully, Jones. yeah, who Chris Jones, Chris Jones. Hopefully that's enough to you know lessen the blow of some of these high-powered offenses. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs easily win that game. I think Nick Foles. Struggles in his first game with the Jaguars, and that Jaguars defense just gets decimated by by um, the Chiefs. Uh, next game I have is Giants Cowboys. I think it's at Dallas. Giants team is in shambles. Zeke's cashing in that. Check. Zeke's cashed in. I think Cowboys win that game easy. Now Lions Cardinals. Lions Cardinals. It's at Arizona. Detroit's favored to win. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are set for their first debut, first both for their NFL actual, you know, real game debut. Um, I'm going to say they lose this game. I think they lose to Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. I think there's a little bit too much for them to handle. Um, But it'll be a good wake-up call for Kyler. It'll be a good wake-up call for Cliff. But I just haven't seen enough from Kyler and, honestly, Arizona as a whole to – Say that they'll win that game. What's another good one? This Colts Chargers game is interesting to me. It is interesting. I think the Colts win. I think Brissett has without a Andrew Luck. Game. Yeah. So because the Chargers don't have Melvin Gordon, the, char- the Chargers <laughs> uh, <coughs> also in shambles. Also in shambles. Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers win that game, but that's only because I don't know what Jacoby Brissett's going to bring to the table. People have been pretty high on him. I know, and I'm. It's, I just don't know. I, know. I, I don't want to buy in too early. Mm-hmm. Other game. The only other game I'm really interested in is this uh, Steelers Patriots. Steelers Patriots game. Um, I think the Steelers could be really, really good this year. Um, they have pieces, and I think Tom Brady is just. I'm going to be interested. Circle of life, man. I know. Circle of life. Time catches up at some point. At some point, it has got to start. I think it already has started declining, but I think now we're going to see 
It'll Just be a little bit of a hint, especially without Gronk. Especially without Gronk. We're going to see a little bit more of a decline out of him. And who's suspended for, like, I don't know how long that suspension is for the drug use, Patrick Chung. Oh, yeah, the cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, him being out really hurts the defense. So, uh, I'm going to say the Steelers win that game. Mm, even though it's at New England. I am too. The The Patriots have a tendency to start off the season kind of slow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, those are NFL predictions. The ones that matter, really, for the most part. There's uh, Raiders and Broncos, but <laughs> Pip Slap, who cares? Uh, I don't freaking I don't care who wins that game. I football game and watch that game. Literally. Literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, did we really go through all that content? Did we really go through everything? I think we did. I don't think we missed out on anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we covered it all. So, all right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for the first, uh, I mean, now you're probably listening to it whenever on a Friday, but this is a late Thursday night and um, first After Dark podcast. And we were excited to bring it to you. We're excited to go to sleep. And, um, but... We took a little bit of a break time, and now we're back uh, because everything started now, and we're not just making things up to talk about anymore. So, um, yeah. So, Ross, you wanna you wanna give closing remarks? As always. As always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Street Smart Sports Podcast. Um, give us a like, subscribe, leave us a review, a five star review. Those really help. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, and wherever else you may get your podcast. Um, thank you again for taking time out to listen to this. This has been the Street Smart Sports Podcast.